Musical Theater Writer Guy is recorded as a YouTube channel series on Muncie Lenape and Canarsie Lands. The audio from each episode is also released here in podcast form. To watch or to learn more, please find us on YouTube or through my website at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show. When I started out, I knew nothing. But ten years later, I am a twice-produced theatrical writer. How did that happen? One of those common gatekeepers in any space, and particularly in the musical theater, is information. More specifically, the shared language used by insiders or people in the know. When I began writing for musical theater in college, that language was basically completely foreign to me. I had known a lot of musicals and acted in a lot of musicals, and I knew those inside and out. I knew a whole bunch of soundtracks, but my extent of shared knowledge was basically stopping at music and lyrics or verse and chorus. I mean, what's a hook? Or a 32 bar chorus? Or an I want? Is A-A-B-A just a misspelling of ABBA? And where can I go to get these answers? To be completely honest, I was so far out of the know that I didn't even know to ask these questions. And who could blame me? I mean, where were people even learning this stuff? By the way, if we're meeting for the first time, I'm Michael Ratty, aka Musical Theater Writer Guy. Well, even without any of this knowledge, I began dabbling in writing for musical theater anyway. I'd read from Stephen Sondheim, who was basically the only person I knew of who was talking about the technical side of writing musical theater, that when he was studying with Oscar Hammerstein, Oscar Hammerstein set him four tasks, the first of which was to take a play that he admired and to try musicalizing it. And I thought, well, if that's good enough for Steven Sondheim, then that sounds like a good place to start. So, I took a play that I admired, A Streetcar Named Desire, and set about trying to musicalize it with absolutely zero knowledge on how to actually do it. Perhaps not the best idea, but I can tell you looking back, I actually had pretty good instincts. Some of the music worked well, and the lyrics were based heavily off the Williams text. So it wasn't too bad at all. But the question remained, why was no one pointing little Michael in the direction of the shared knowledge of writing or structure or any knowledge base that had to do with musical theater writing at all? Even then, I wrote my first original musical in my senior year of college in the first semester. Far too quick, but it was the task at hand. I did my best to try to base the writing off of tropes and structures that I knew well and that seemed to work in musical theater, all while trying to add my own voice and say something as a baby-faced little 21-year-old. This show was produced and presented both at my college and at a small venue in a nearby town, and still, I had absolutely no musical theater writing knowledge. And it wasn't great. It wasn't awful. But it wasn't great. But then, I discovered this book filled with Stephen Sondheim interviews, and there's that Sondheim thread again. And throughout this book, he talked about more specific writing language. It was enough that I could kind of gather the different vocabulary and go forth into the internet and try to figure out what it was that he was actually talking about. At the end of this, I landed on the website for the BMI Layman Angle Musical Theater Writing Workshop. Ta-da! It was at this moment that I saw the gates for the first time. No, not the pearly white ones, but the gates that were closed to me getting the education and information that I both wanted and needed. Huh. Well, I guess I, at least I knew they existed now, but 
I wanted in. I discovered that there was a similar ASCAP writing workshop on the West Coast, as well as one graduate musical theater writing program at NYU, which cost about $100,000. Well, BMI was neither in California, nor did it cost a lot of money. In fact, it was free. So, BMI it was. Okay, so now I knew of the gates being kept and I knew that there was a way to potentially get in and get that information, but at the same time, my original musical was being put up again at the Rochester Fringe Festival in 2012. Still didn't have the knowledge base, but gotta shorten this thing to a one act and figure out how we're gonna make it work. Slightly better this time, but still not great. I needed that shared language. I applied to BMI, I got an audition, and I didn't get in per se, but I was allowed to sit in as an auditor. About 300 people applied, about 70 people got auditions, and about 30 people were let in, plus a smattering of auditors. So the gates were partially opened? But let me tell you, in the first two class sessions of BMI, I learned more about musical theater writing in concrete terms than I could find anywhere else. And most of it was wrapped up in that shared language that I just previously didn't have access to. The examples all made perfect sense to me, and what was being discussed I pretty much innately knew anyway. But the shared language, the vocabulary, is what allowed for those structures to kind of open up for me. They are what opened the gates. It's not when I re-auditioned the following year and I got into the class for real as a lyricist. It wasn't when The King's Legacy was put up in a workshop or at the Emerging Arts theater festival, or we did a concert at TudorCon, or the industry readings, or even its world premiere. No, it was getting in that room and for those first two sessions, learning that vocabulary. I was let in on the process of how these things were made and given the shared knowledge, the vocabulary, in order to both talk about them and use them. And thus, I was able to find myself now a twice-produced musical theater writer. And I love that I'm here but I don't personally believe in gatekeeping. I believe in getting this information and this language and these experiences out there and in building communities in which we can come together and do exactly what we want to do, tell great stories in the theater. If you want this too, then I encourage you to reach out to me. And if you're not a writer, then giving this video a little like will actually help spread this knowledge to other writers out there. And if you're a writer who right now needs some of this language and knowledge in order to just begin, then I encourage you to watch this video next. Otherwise, thank you all for being here with me today, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.